You probably see me talk about how I sold an agency, but in this video, I wanna do something different. I wanna talk about all the experiences that I've had in four agencies and talk more about the failures and what I've learned from those experiences in the hopes that you won't make the same thing and you can learn from them just as I did. Let's get into it. Before I get into each experience at the agencies, make sure you stick around to the end because I've got a very big announcement and a special offer that I wanna extend to you guys that I think you'll see a lot of value in. I wanna start taking this all the way back nine years now to my first experience owning an agency. I had met this kid uh, through a bunch of different networking groups that I was going to down here in Miami when I was really trying to push into the entrepreneurial space and he had an agency that did SEO. At that time, I didn't really know too much about it but back then, man, it was pretty easy to do SEO. It's just a matter of putting some keywords on a page, building some backlinks, learning a little bit of WordPress, and boom, you could rank a website. So I picked it up very quickly and we decided to go into business together. We quickly stacked up a bunch of clients because, yo, know, like I'm not exaggerating when I tell you SEO is really just a matter of doing those three things and you're on top of the SERPs within like a week. So it was super easy to sell contracts and we got up to about $40,000 a month in recurring revenue very quickly. Now, neither of us had any idea what we were doing when it came to running a business, and over time, that partnership deteriorated rather quickly. We were actually only in business together for about eight months until things fell apart completely. I literally woke up one day, and he had cut off access to the bank account, to my email, to literally everything, and he owned 55% of the company, I owned 45%, so he was able to pretty much box me out overnight. He literally changed his phone number. Like, I, I, like it was, I'm not exaggerating when I told, tell you you that I could not get in touch with a kid over anything. Hey, real quick, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. I post weekly content only for my subscribers, like links to my private Slack channel, office hours, and free access to marketing templates and tools. So if you don't want to miss out, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little notification bell. That's it. I decided to lawyer up and try and pursue it, but I learned a very valuable lesson about the American justice system that day and that just because somebody owes you something, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna even up when it comes to all the different attorney's fees and all that, plus all the headaches that went into it. So I just decided to drop it, cut my losses and move on. And I learned a lot from that experience. First, be very, very careful who you partner with. Make sure that you do your due diligence and really work with that person for a long time and look for other types of arrangements outside of equity partnerships that you can get into before you dive all the way in because equity can get very messy very quickly if things get untangled. And something that you'll also learn about partnerships is that they're not meant to last forever. They're just like having a romantic relationship. Some last for two weeks, some last for 20 years, but they're not necessarily always meant to go the long haul. Of course, you wanna be hopeful that they do, but relationships expire. They take a toll on you and over time they can go south, so you really wanna make sure that you're not jumping into things too quickly. I sound like a parent giving advice to their child about romantic stuff, but it's, it's very similar early, and I've learned a lot about that through my years of going through this with multiple different partnerships. Ultimately, that relationship fell apart because we couldn't see eye to eye on how we wanted to deal with the day-to-day -day business, specifically when it came to managing clients. I had a little bit of corporate experience, so I knew the basics, you know, how to use Excel, how to communicate with clients via email, how to have a phone call conversation, things like that. I was still very young and still very green. My partner had zero experience in that, and whenever something went south with a client, he would basically just tell them to go F himself. So ultimately, we were starting to churn clients very quickly, and ultimately, we started to lose money because we were churning clients more than we were signing. So what I really learned through that experience is that customer service when it comes to running an agency is everything. I know we talk a lot about results, but results are ultimately we've got people in the door. But if your clients don't like you, they're not going to keep paying you. 
So understanding how to manage that client relationship is super, super, super important when it comes to the longevity of maintaining contracts and really building, growing, and scaling your agency. So after that whole debacle went down, I was crushed, I was devastated, I didn't know how to pick myself back up because on top of the fact, I was living in Miami, but I was supposed to go back to DC, I was in between moves, my relationship was falling apart with my then girlfriend, uh, my health was getting a little bit out of control, I just had a lot of stuff going on, I was kind of at like a quarter life crisis, if you will, and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. So what I decided to do was to take a job as a contractor at Sapient Nitro, which is a huge agency where in hindsight, it was one of the best things I could have done for my career as opposed to just diving back in to starting an agency up when I didn't have the true nuts and bolts and understanding of how to really run a proper business at that time. I went and I learned and I swallowed my pride and I went and I learned from people who had gone through it before and I learned a lot about technical SEO, analytics, some really advanced platforms like Telium, Adobe Analytics. I got my teeth cut, if you will, working with big corporate clients and understanding, again, that client uh, relationship and how to maneuver that process, how to build project plans, how to manage accounts properly, the whole nine. I learned a lot when I was there. And while that was happening too, because I didn't have the stress of running a business, I just had to focus on doing the work. I was also able to put the attention back on myself. You know, I made a commitment to continuously work on myself, reading courses, eating right, going to the gym, being active, and then also understanding that uh, if I didn't put the time into my personal relationships with uh, my significant other, we had broken up by that time, then it was ultimately going to impact my business. Because if you're dealing with uh, headaches outside of your business too, and the headaches inside your business, you can't balance. So you really got to understand that you have to put in the time and the effort into your personal relationships and make sure that everything is good at home. Otherwise, it's going to chip away your business uh, and just chip away your mentality over time. And it's really, really difficult to really achieve your max potential if you don't have that balance. So after about a year and a half there, uh, I felt like I was ready to start taking on clients again, and that's when I launched Webris. Um, at that point, I knew about customer service, I knew about project planning, and I had built a really good process to run SEO. Um, and I also really started learning about the value of putting the right people around me and underneath me to manage those processes. So Webris grew very quickly. Within a year and a half, we got well over a million in, in revenue, and that was ultimately when I sold that agency to another agency from the future. And after Webris, I, I thought I knew it all. You know, I'd sold the business. I was feeling good about myself. But when I got to From the Future, um, we combined two agencies with 10 to 15 employees, um, you know, 2 million plus in revenue each, a lot of clients, and we were operating on different systems. That was an entire growth experience for me, just understanding that. Again, we really rushed into that deal. We didn't properly plan out and map together how these two agencies were going to fit. We just figured, hey, we're both smart people with a lot of clients. We're good at making money. We're good at doing this. Let's build this super agency. Um, and ultimately not having that figured out ahead of time, I think, was what really impacted uh, you know, me leaving that agency two years later. You know, I still have nothing but great things to say about that company and the people there. But like I said, business relationships aren't necessarily meant to last forever. And after two years there, there was an opportunity for me to leave uh, and get the rights back to my agency, Weber. So I decided to take that opportunity. And I made a video, you know, kind of announcing that about almost a year ago now that was completely uh, misinterpreted and received the wrong way. Um, so again, I'm just stating for the record that I have nothing but love for the people over there. And like I said, I mean, that relationship just got to the point where it wasn't fruitful for both parties. So we decided to go both ways and um, that's all it is. 
but the lessons that I learned there being a leader at an agency with 35 plus people uh, in Philadelphia, in Miami, working with, again, bigger and bigger clients and really understanding that once you get to a certain point, the agency is not about you. It's not about your service. It's about your people. So it became much more of a game of HR than anything, understanding how to get the right people in, how to get them comfortable, how to keep them happy, um, and much less about like, how do we build the best things possible? It was all about how do we keep that staff happy? So again, um, that was a huge growth experience for me, learning and understanding the different steps that you have to take in order to continuously take your agency to the next level. And of course, too, with partnerships, uh, my business partner at that time, we were both we we're both chefs. It's like having two cooks in the same kitchen, but you cook two different types of cuisines. Ultimately, you're both cooking food, but you see the process of making that food completely differently. So if you have two people and two partners, especially that are doing the same roles, both marketers, it's not going to work out in the long haul. You've got to make sure that you're partnering with people with complementary skill sets. Um, so. I've really taken my time uh, to relaunch Webris as an agency. By the way, that's the big announcement. Webris is now back open for business. We're taking on clients. Uh, we took the last eight months or so to really work on our processes, make sure that we have the right team in place, make sure that our service is really driving results. And we've been working with a portfolio, a small portfolio of clients over the last eight months, and they have gotten tremendous results. And that was important to me to make sure that I took all these learnings from the past and rolled them into this new agency before I made this big announcement that we were back open and back taking on clients. So how did I take all these learnings and apply them now to my fourth agency, Webris, now that we're back open? Um, first and foremost, we're hyper-focused. Focus has been a big buzzword around our team for the past eight months. We really wanted to strip down everything that we're doing and just focus on one thing, and that's SEO. Our website might tell you that we do analytics and UX and all these different things, but that's really only within the scope of an SEO campaign. For example, we've got really great designers in-house, uh, but you can't pay us enough money to build your website because that's outside of the scope of what we want to do. We're hyper-focused, like I said, on one thing and one thing only, and that's building more organic traffic and revenue for our clients. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. It's Anything outside of that, we're not the agency for you. We're happy to partner up with other agencies. We're happy to refer business to another agency that we have a really good relationship with, or we're happy to work with your team or with the other agencies that you might want to hire to do like your paid search or website, what have you, but we're not going to do anything outside of SEO. And that allows us to do a lot of things, both for our clients, again, hyper-focusing on that one thing, that one big thing, which is organic traffic in, in the massive process, that's SEO but then also to get the right people in who are fully trained on SEO and are experts and hit the ground running and allows us to build uh, a team that's truly experts in that one thing. We're solving one problem and one problem only, and that's getting you more organic traffic and revenue. Anything outside of that, we're not interested in touching. We're happy to talk to you about it, but we will not execute on that for any clients. The next big thing is, is really three things. It's, it's process, it's technology, and it's people. That's another kind of the buzzwords that we're using internally here around our staff. And it starts with a process to do SEO. I know like custom is a big buzzword. Your agency might be telling you that they do custom work, but it's just a fancy way of saying they have no clue what they're doing and that they're going to take spaghetti. They're going to throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And you're going to get billed for every piece of spaghetti that drips down that wall. We don't do that. We hit the ground running on day one. We've got a plan. We've got a process. Even before you come to us as a lead, I can tell you exactly what you need to do for SEO. Just because we have a process doesn't mean that we don't customize it per client. Because obviously there's nuances between e-commerce and B2B and local and whatnot. 
but we're still using the exact same project plan over and over and over again because we know if we can execute that, then it works. And like I said, we've hyper-focused that process on trimming the fat from things that don't matter. If it doesn't map to driving more organic traffic and revenue for clients, we cut it. And what that means for our clients is number one, they're gonna get better results. And number two, they don't have to pay for stuff that they don't need. Part two is technology. So I've been working with David Krevitt for five years now, building a lot of one-off automation tools. He's my partner at Blueprint Training. I decided to bring him on as a partner here at Webris because of his amazing skill set to pretty much automate anything. So what we've done is we've looked at our process, uh, we've looked at the deliverables, and he's used his skill set in BigQuery and Google Sheets to automate a lot of these things. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we're just hand cranking something and sending a report. What that means is we're automating to save time so we don't have to bill our clients for data pulling and formatting in Excel. We built tools that do all that for us. So with a few clicks, we're ready to analyze. And that's really the crux of what you should be paying agency for, is for analysis and opinion on how to execute a campaign. You don't need to hire an agency to run a SEMrush report and pull that data. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of your money. So we sped up that process through technology and tools that we built in-house that are proprietary, like our website quality audit, our content audit, or our project management suite that help us to speed up that process and get more done without having to waste time chasing down data and things like that. Part three, this is going to be the staff. Like I said, the buzzword that we've been using here is focus, and we want to hyper-focus our team's time on tackling big rocks, things that actually solve problems and make a difference for our clients, not cruft and fluff like a one-off report or analysis that means nothing and does not ultimately drive towards the goal of what you're paying us for, which is more organic traffic and revenue. So we'd like to hyper-focus our staff's time on three things. Number one is data analysis and recommendations. So looking at the output of the software, the tools that the deliverables that we've built that are sped up so they don't have to spend a lot of time on it and they can just use their brain power to analyze these things and make decisions about what to do with the campaign. Number two is problem solving. Again, like you're literally paying us to solve the problem of not having more organic traffic. So you're paying us to think for you on your behalf and get things done. And finally, communication. I want my team's time focused on communicating things with our clients. So the output of those results, the outputs of the problems that they solved, we spend our time communicating that to clients in a number of ways, through videos that we send to them, through Zoom calls that we have, through emails, whatever they need or whatever their preferred communication preferences, where it's constantly talking to them and making sure that they understand the work that we're doing. And the final thing is we've cut ties with offices for good. We've been working remote now for about five years. Even when I was with these other agencies, I've always preferred to work from home. I'm an introvert. Despite all these videos that you see, I like to stay at home. I like to put my head down and I like to get my work done. And even though we've had an office for as long as I can remember, we've decided to get rid of them because we realized that you know, if anything good comes from this COVID situation, I think it's that companies now realize that they don't have to sit on top of their staff for them to get work done. In fact, it's the opposite. If you give people the time to be free, to pick up their kids from school, to get a workout during the daytime, maybe to run an errand here or there, to not feel pressured to ask for time off to go to a doctor's appointment, that you're ultimately going to get that value back. They're going to work on their own time when they have the ability to do so. Client happiness and staff happiness are my, really my only two roles at this agency right now. Our clients are going to be happy if our staff is doing good work and delivering stuff on time. And my staff is going to be able to do that if they are happy and if they're in an environment where they feel comfortable and they really want to show up and do a good job every day. I don't feel the need to force them into an office and sit on top of them. I'm still here. I'm a text message away. I'm a phone call away, whatever they need, as well as the rest of our managers. But we're giving them the freedom to operate in a way that makes them happy. 
And what this also allows us to do is open up our talent pool. We don't just have to focus now here in Miami, which is tough. We can now hire from across the world, which is massively beneficial to the operations of our business, but also to our clients too, because they're getting the best talent possible regardless of location. So I promised you at the end of this video, I'd give you a special offer. So the special offer is this. Number one, we're back open for business. If you need an agency to manage your organic search, we're standing by and waiting. Go to webers.org slash get started and you can talk to a growth specialist about how we can help your business out. Number two is we normally charge $4,000 to run our website quality audit. It is the most comprehensive audit on the planet. It not only gives you everything that's going on with your website, but also a roadmap for what to do next. We usually charge $4,000 to run that depending on the size of your website. We're offering that at 50% off. Again, go to webers.org slash get started. You're going to book a time to talk with Caesar. Tell him that you saw this video, that you want the website quality audit. We'll get you set up on the following day and get that thing kicked off and running. As always, guys, if you like this video, make sure to drop me a comment give me a thumbs up. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your agency story. I want to know all about your failures in the comments below, and I'll see you all in the next video.